Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'll tell you what, every day it seems like we learn something new, uh, sure, about the coronavirus, uh, but also about ourselves. We learn that uh, we have new and maybe unexplored capacity to overcome and endure. And if I'm honest, I just after that press conference this morning, uh, hosted by Dr. Angela Dunn, state epidemiologist for the state, uh, there was so much good news. uh, And there was so much that if you interpret it just right, uh, you'll learn that uh, we here in Utah have just a remarkable, wonderful capacity to uh, do what is right, uh, to maintain some discipline and some stick-to-itiveness and some perseverance and patience. Uh, I don't want to belabor this point. Uh, we'll return to it uh, later, but I'm just, I'm proud uh, to be a Utah today, uh, and I'm proud uh, of the progress that we are making in this battle against the coronavirus. We're nowhere near uh, through with our mission, uh, but we're making good progress, and I think we're demonstrating uh, some good behavior. So let's keep that up, uh, and I want to talk to you more about the details of that conference later on. Right now, though, uh, we on the line have uh, Congressman Rob Bishop. Uh, you represents Utah's first congressional district, and he uh, He's about to tell us a fascinating story. He and I were uh, having a conversation last night, and he said that uh, he had teamed up with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to help uh, extricate uh, some missionaries who were stuck in Africa. I don't want to share too many more details for fear of getting it wrong, so I'll just turn it over to you, Congressman. Uh, What have you been going through? Well, I think every one of of the delegation's offices have been trying to help people who are stuck abroad. I know ours. Our office is trying to help people that are stuck in three different countries. I'm sure everyone else is. But there was one situation where we were trying to work with the Church of Jesus Christ, who wanted to get their missionaries. You already mentioned it was in Cameroon. Um, It was either 39 or 40. I don't know the exact number of missionaries. The problem was all but one of them was an American. That other person, either he or she, I don't know what it was, which sex it was, was from Europe. So the question was, how do you actually get all of the missionaries out? There was a commercial plane that had been established to allow them to come out, but they wouldn't allow the European missionary on with the other American missionaries. So the church was then trying to come up with a way of having a charter plane that they could send over that could pick them all up. And then the question was, you know, how do you get the one European missionary home? Because there's a travel ban if you go there first. Or if they come to America first, the kid does not have the the visa qualifications. So what do you do with the one European missionary if you land in the United States? And this was an issue with uh, Homeland Security and the State Department. I talked to the State Department guy last night who was really, I mean, seriously trying to solve this problem. And I think this morning we've found a solution. It hasn't been finalized yet, but I think everyone has agreed to it, and the papers are being signed as I speak that the church will send a charter plane over there. They will pick up all of the missionaries and fly to a third country in Africa. And there they will will separate the missionaries and the European missionary will go back on a commercial flight to his European or his or her European home. And the rest will come back to the United States. I'm presuming it's Salt Lake City. There is a second 
African country in which the same situation exists, where I think the church will also deal with uh, with sending a chartered plane over there to, to get the missionaries. This case, though, they're all Americans, so there's not the same kind of problem. And once again, I think all those papers have been signed so they can land there and bring the, the kids back home. So it's one of those things that this is, uh, it, was, it was looking difficult last night on how we were ever going to work this one out, but everything has seemed to come together almost miraculously. Yeah, uh, absolutely fascinating. T- t- what's the timeline for this? When are you first contacted uh, by the church? Uh, how long ago was that? And what are those initial conversations like? Uh, the church contacted us. They also, I believe, contacted Senator Romney's office. I know they were involved in some of the emails that were going back and forth. May have been some of the other offices, but I don't know that. Uh, only a couple of days ago. It was last night that I was actually able to make contact with the State Department in person, and uh, and they said that actually because it was like daytime in Africa when we were talking late at night, he started on it that night to see if they could get something through, and it was just this morning that we were told how this how this plan is going to work out, and it seems that everybody is on board from the embassy over in Cameroon to the uh, State Department to Homeland Security and that we can get those commercial planes getting all of those missionaries out of Cameroon. Um, And and then the other country seems to be a whole lot easier, but that seems to also, the the papers have been signed and people are agreeing to it. Yeah. Any sense where the American missionaries coming home? And you said that that group, the the number of Americans, at least coming out of Cameroon, could be 38 or 39 total. That's a that's a hefty number of folks to move around the world. Do you know if they're mostly Utahns, or where are most of these missionaries from? I really don't know the details of all of those, and that's why I said my assumption was they would be coming back to Salt Lake, but that may, that's the only assumption I make. They may have other stops sure. along the way, but they would be coming back commercially, not in the, the charter that the church would have would only take it to that third, that second country that I would see. then send the kids I back see. commercially. I see. And that third country comes into play in an effort to overcome the hurdle of what to do with that European missionary, the French missionary. Yeah. And, and yeah, it seems like uh, it, was a, it was a brilliant compromise, a brilliant solution, and it seems to be, uh, like I say, it, it hasn't actually happened yet, so I don't want to jinx anything by, by talking too much about it, but so far yeah. it seems to be pretty good. We're, we're, I'm very positive about the solution. Help me understand. We just have a, a moment or two left. Why is it uh, you, sir, as a member of Congress, that you're involved in these conversations? Why not? Uh, uh, why doesn't the church just call uh, the State Department or uh, Homeland Security directly? What is your role as a liaison here? I'm sure the church does do that, but every once in a while it helps to have other voices calling at the same time. And sometimes a member of Congress uh, does have the ability of, of breaking through some of the, the red tape talk directly to the people who can make those decisions. Uh, You know, it it was as I was thinking of it, this is a situation where the State Department and Homeland Security really didn't have regular contacts with one another, but they both had to sign off on an agreement. So it shows me that concept that, you know, the government that is smallest and closest to the people is the one that can handle these kind of unique circumstances that, that defy any of the rules that we put into place to try and help us and save us. Um, but and and I'm every every delegation, every every delegation has staff members specifically work with helping their constituents who have these type of problems like being stuck in a in a foreign country and not being able to get out here. We have ways of trying to help them 
We have offices that help them. All of the delegation works in that way. And we, we've seen those uh, congressional responsibilities certainly put to the test as this coronavirus has reared its head. I can remember the case of the uh, the herrings in Tooele when Congressman Stewart had to step in, make a few calls to the embassy and uh, speak to some officials in Japan. Ultimately, those folks were able to uh, make it home, but it came only after Congress uh, or their congressman stepped in. So grateful to him, of course, and uh, grateful to you. And thanks for sharing the story. That's uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, hopefully, once the, the ink dries on all the signed dotted lines, uh, these missionaries get to uh, make it home or at least uh, to the next uh, point in their missionary journey. Uh, Congressman Rob Bishop, thanks for your time. Uh, it's good to be on with you again, and congratulations of making all the way to Program 72. Thank you so much. Very good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, listen, we're going to take a, a quick break here. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you about unemployment numbers, both here in the state of Utah and across the nation. Records have been set, but... Because we here in the state of Utah are wise and prudent, uh, we are not stressing the capacity to take care of our own. I'll share those details with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.